And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of your favorite celebrities. This is Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Welcome, world. Welcome to an all new episode of Comedy Gold Mines, where we do what? That's right, get inside the minds of amazing comedians. And oh my God, what amazing minds they are. And listen, comedians come in different shapes, forms, sizes, man. It's not always about the stage. Sometimes it's just about the craft of comedy in general. Some people get it. Some people get it at a very high level, man. And some people are considered legends in this game. And by legends, I mean people who are applauded, who are talked about, who are celebrated for doing their just do in comedy. Today, I stand on this. I stand on what I'm about to say, goddammit. I say it from a soapbox. I say it from a fucking Stand on it. Stand on it. Today, I'm talking to a fucking legend. A legend, ladies and gentlemen. And by a legend, I do mean a legend. We're talking about SNLs. Is there a Hall of Fame for Saturday Night Live? If there is, there's only, I don't know, you probably got about 20, maybe 20 like real Hall of Famers, like real ones that will be on that list of Hall of Fame with SNL. And Kenan Thompson is by far one of the pitchers posters that will be in the Hall of Fame. He's here on Comedy Gold Mines. Keenan, what's going on with you, man? Man, that's crazy. I appreciate that, man. You know what I mean? But it's it's crazy to think about, man, you know, because we, we come from very humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? Like Philly guy, Atlanta guy, you know what I'm saying? And you, you never really imagine anybody's Hall of Fame outside of athletics. You know what I'm saying? So like doing it like on television is, is just crazy. Here's the crazy part, okay? Let's just step outside of SNL for a second. Let's step outside and the world of entertainment, movies, television, all that you've done. And that resume is long. The crazy thing about you is the conversation attached to your name of being a good guy. That mirrors and matches your level of success. There is nobody in entertainment that has come across Keenan Thompson that hasn't said, I love fucking Keenan. Oh my God, Keenan, man. That's a Keenan, a good dude. <laughs> I go on there, man. Keenan's a great fuck. That's all you hear. You don't hear shit else. Yeah. Keenan's a great dude. You have maintained a high level of good energy, good personality, charisma, charm throughout your career, man, that has made you one of the most loved people in entertainment. Do you realize that? I do. I think I'm about to start going the other way now. You know what I'm saying? I already did that. <laughs> I did that. Now I'm about to start <laughs> fucking it up out here. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm going AWOL. I'm having over the why I ain't coming back. I'm going. Um, yeah, you know, like my mama's always in the back of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, it was a lot of the uh, your manners will get you further than, you know, the disrespect will or the attitude will or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I've always just been a mellow fellow because mm-hmm. a lot of the time I leave work at work. You know what I mean? It's not a lot of personal relationships outside of, you know, the professional business that a lot of people can, you know, not get hurt by, you know what I'm saying? Just by, you know, people mm-hmm. getting distant, not necessarily on purpose, but it just happens. You know what I'm saying? Like you work closely with somebody and then they're off in another, you know, pattern of work where they might be on the other side of the world for the next 10 years and, Y'all don't really have, you know, mm-hmm. what you had and it's not on purpose or anything like that. But those kinds of things will have you, you know, really just on a surface level kind of participation, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I'm on the surface level, you know, my surface might as well be chill. You know what I mean? Having a good time. And I also am aware of the blessings and 
you know, having a front row seat of it all and, you know, having a fucking shorthand conversation with my brother. Like, Kevin Hart hit my phone yesterday, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that we was on schedule to mm-hmm. get on this, you know, podcast that he's doing that he called me for and all that kind of shit. Like, those things is not, you know, your normal conversations amongst regular people. So I realize, you know, the position that I'm in and I'm, I'm highly grateful, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand the blessed and highly favored, you know, uh, statements and, and and things and cultural things that people say because I'm I'm pretty much living it, man. Like, it shows. Yeah. This is Gold Mines, hosted by Kevin Hart. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Gold Mines, hosted by Kevin Hart. How many years in the business now? Shit, I mean, Mighty Ducks was when I was 15, so I'm 44 now, so 29, I guess. What is ah, that? Damn. That's that math. I'm, I'm bad at that. Come on now, oh, do don't that. do that to me. It's a four above the five, so what's yes, that? Uh, let me show you. see 15. Then, All right, so you uh, say 15. <laughs> 25,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,35,
<laughs> Y'all got Kev out here by himself. <laughs> hey, hey, you better cut the shit. Cut the you shit. Better, he started yelling you know, out. Y'all better cut the shit. <laughs> Y'all don't want me to come out there. Uh, don't make me come out there. I was watching about last night, last night. That was a fucking incredible run. Regina Hall. Who? Regina Hall, Oh, man. I forget about it. Regina, Joy, Mike. Y'all always oh, on God. one. That whole thing. Y'all was oh, on God. one. Um, <laughs> who wrote that? Uh, it seemed like mostly you. I did a lot of improv. Right. They let me okay. go. Um, who the fuck wrote about last night? I know we had a writer director because mm-hmm. it was the remake and they wanted to go with the raunchier version of the remake. Um, and I'm going to get uh, producers. Google that. Google writer for about last night um, and also director. I do know it was Screen Gems. That was in a crazy Clint Culpepper day. Uh-huh. Culpepper was a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, one of the real yeah, ones. Culpepper. Yeah. He, yeah he one of the real ones. Lighter. People don't know that uh, that Keenan and I, we've worked together a lot. Keenan and I did a movie together, man. We did a fucking movie together. Yep. Uh, no, Keenan, wait, I'm going to tell you the movie that you did that really, really fucking like blew me away. And you're going to laugh, but I think this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen you in. Love don't cost a thing. Absolutely. Listen, listen to me. Listen, hey, listen to me. Real Sean John. <laughs> listen. Yes, listen. Man. <laughs> Listen, to to our listeners, I don't know if you have seen Love Don't Cost a Thing. It's a Nick Cannon, Christina Milian movie. Uh, Keenan plays one of Nick's best friends. When I tell you, and I want to I want to go on record with this again. <laughs> one of the best comedy performances from a wingman that you will ever see in a movie. Ever. <laughs> when you go to you go to pound, you go to pound the niggas. What up, y'all? Come all on, right, now. all right now. All right now. Come on, don't leave it up there like that. <laughs> that was a, that's always the best character to play. Hey man, the guy that nobody wants to high five. That Here nobody. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I can I can say for a fact. For a fact, man, one of the best performances that you'll ever see. More Gold Mines with Kevin Hart after this. At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Now back to Gold Mines with host Kevin Hart. Uh, another thing, we gotta we gotta just talk about this. So I used to have a joke, man. I used to have a joke that there was only uh Chris Rock and I was talking about night. We used to say, you know, Nickelodeon is a place where, you know, as a black man, you can either get in there, you can make it out, or they can keep you in a Nickelodeon blender. Like he it's only uh-huh. there's only like one black guy that really made it out of Nickelodeon. He'll never tell us what happened in here. And we go, <laughs> Keenan Thompson is the only black man to make it out. And he never tell you what they do back there. <laughs> Cause every other black guy came out. They came out quirky. They came out like, whoa! Like, they, there's a thing that happens. <laughs> they, 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 they all come out like, who got up? <laughs> Damn. Word. Damn. You want to know how Keenan, how do he keep it? How did Keenan keep it? You didn't, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> It becomes, you know, you know about crutches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it becomes a crutch. Like that tone works very well there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because, you know, you're not allowed to go into other territories of things. So you rely on, you know, the goofy of it all to get things across because that's, you know, it's like bowling the strike. You know, as soon as you hit or you see, you know, the angle with the spin, you know, it's about to be a strike type thing. <laughs> so you use a bunch of colors and weird <laughs> fucking voices and shit like that. But. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I never really liked crutches. You know what I'm saying? I like to try to like make it hard on yourself because that's where you find like the good shit. You know, that's what you do well. What you do extremely well is you ground comedy. Mm. You ground it, like you know, on, on sketches. You name the sketches. You name the the TV roles, the movie roles. Like you, you ground these performances, and you're you're able to find so much more leg room. You know, when you start at that bottom of well, believe believe me first. Mm. Believe that I'm here, no matter how crazy the idea is that we're doing. I'm gonna make you believe that I'm here, and and working with you and, and fucking just watching you. You know, it's actually one thing that I can be honest man i learned from you um and just that that world of like you know let's start off small then you you grow you're you're a guy that's done it consistently well have you ever thought to do the one man show have you ever thought to do the the space of let me put on uh this thing that i can that i can do to show all the characters all the things that i have them in and have embodied over the course of time i have i mean i think my favorite version of that was like when will ferrell did your welcome america and he was doing this george bush thing on on broadway because i was like mm-hmm one of his strongest characters that he could stretch probably for two days. You know what I'm saying? He could just mm-hmm. live in it. Mm-hmm. And everything he said was funny, but it was also so well researched that it was mind blowing. You know what I mean? That he was just throwing out all these facts and like stats and shit, like throughout delivering like insanely am- amounts of belly laughs. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, like when he would do shit, like, you know, we're talking about like liquid muff and all that whole run of like <laughs> describing how much muff was in the room or some shit. That little shit, you know, and having that delivery vehicle for big laughs, man, is, you know, important. So I, I, I cherish trying to find what that is. You know what I'm saying? Since I didn't come up doing stand-up, I'm still trying to figure out what it is. But, yeah, I, I can't wait to to have, you know, a six-month, like, free Broadway run of, like, my thing. I, that's what I see, man. 
I see, I see it for you. And, you know, I, I don't know, I don't have the answer as to what it is, but Keenan, like you, it's like the world of what John Leguizamo mm-hmm. used to do. Right. Remember those one man shows? It's like that world has kind of it's it's departed. Like there is no there is no real. I think there was there was one woman who did a comedy special that was like one woman show ish more than stand up. I forgot her name. But that that presentation of talent, character driven story, the big story. But that story is filled with all of the characters, all of the performances wrapped up in one. You know, there's not many that can pull something like that off. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about merging the conversation of stand-up comic into the one-man show. Like, these, they're two very, very different and specific things. things. Like, you are, you are just, man, I, I just see you, I see you destroying Broadway. I see you being the conversation of comedy and the conversation of uplifting that, that thing that we forgot yeah. existed. There's not a lot of people that can do it, man. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, where Colin Quinn is teetering. You know what I'm saying? Teetering mm. on mm. teaching and doing comedy. And I mean, Dave does it too. Like, Dave is like preaching and doing comedy. And It's happening in a different tier yeah. within the craft. And by, can I just break down? Hold on. Let's let's get this producer thing because I see it in the chat. All right, who wrote it? Uh, Leslie uh, oh, Headland. Steve Pink. Leslie Helen wrote okay. it and uh, Steve, Steve Pink, Pink directed. Oh, nice. Shout out to them. Steve Pink also worked on a uh, draft as well, though. I know that he worked on the writing as Yo, well. Shout out. They were talking about about last night for our listeners. Thanks. Shout out to them. But can I break down how dope Madison Square Garden was just for a second? Oh my god! As a as a fan, so I'm there in the audience waiting. I we get there early, you know what I'm saying? Because we like I want to see everybody. Like I heard there's a couple of openers and a surprise guest or whatever, and then y'all two. And, you know, everybody wants to see, you know, Chris, you know what I'm saying? Since he's been going through what he's been going through. And then we know, like, the fact that y'all linked up is like, oh, shit, there's two giants in the building. Like, what an honor it is to see two giants fuck with each other like that. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of motherfuckers just be like, I'm headlining, you headlining, and we got our separate shit. But y'all was like, oh, shit, let's do this as brothers. I was all there for it. Our listeners, Ken is talking about the performance of Madison Square Garden with uh with Chris Rock and myself. Yeah. Uh, I don't want I don't want to spoil your story, so I'll let you continue with where you're going. Bruh, it happens, so I can go on and tell a spoiler alert if you don't know. But yes, we get there, you know, right at like eight o'clock, excited, you know what I'm saying? Wait for like an hour, and it's like, oh shit, I want, you know, is it complications? Is they are they fighting backstage? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, <laughs> like at least some sort of like warm-up person, you know, should have come out by now, or whatever. So I'm I'm sitting like I didn't wait backstage or whatever, like in the little suite, if you will. I was like out in the seats, like I want to see it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like I'm watching the whole because the lights is on, so I'm watching the whole stadium point at me and like wave. And I'm like, I'm waving back and shit. This is an hour it is. You know what I'm saying? Can I take I was like, you know, we chilling, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I got my sunglasses on, so they don't really know who I'm looking at. <laughs> and I'm just playing this whole like I see you, but I don't see you game for like an hour with everybody in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, the, the screens, you know, the commercial on the tequila was playing. I'm like, man, these dudes get money. Look at this. I'm so proud of these dudes. This dude, like, out here chopping cactuses and shit. It's <laughs> like, this is fantastic. So then the digital screens start, like, moving, you know what I'm saying, with, like, a presentation. Look, I was like, all right, it's that show, you know, lights go down. It's like, okay, it's... it's you know, showtime of some sort. We ain't know if it was going to be anybody, you know, overly special or anything. We just ready for some show. 
after like, you know, waiting for an hour. Then that motherfucking C came up. Oh my God. And within four seconds, that motherfucker was trotting up them steps on stage. And that motherfucker like silhouette fucking, it looked is like just... like a bat symbol. It looks like bro, a bat symbol. Like bro, Batman putting a bat symbol in the air. Dog. Are you ready for this? So let, me give you, let me give you some insight. So we were holding for Dave. Dave playing. Of course. Dave playing. We like, Dave, where the fuck... What's going on? They like, I'm coming, I'm man. I'm, you, I'm coming, man. I told y'all I was going to be there. What the fuck? Yeah. We thought you was going to be here early. No, man. I, I just touched down. I'm playing. Dave is coming. So we're holding so we can get Dave in the building. He comes in the building. We, me and Chris lose our shit backstage. Unreal. We hype as hell. We, we in the back. Fucking forget about it. We like, okay. All right. It's go time. It's fucking yeah. go time. All right. Yes. Uh, Dave's like, all right, let's go. Y'all got Dave go. Y'all got to see, right? We say, we say, yeah. We yell out, throw the C up now. Wow. They put the C up. And it's like a Sinatra-like song he attaches to yeah. it. Yeah. Keenan, it may have been one of the biggest interests I've ever seen attached to a comedy show. Bro, it blew the entire garden up. I never seen no shit like that ever. Insane. On a fucking comedy show. With, I mean, not to just put it on black people, but these is black brother head. You know what I mean? This is a black yes. show. Yes. And the whole the idea, the idea behind that. I mean, it's exactly what I'm doing now with you. It's like, you know, I hate that people have to die for people to go, man, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Or man, I love that girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I hate that we wait till death. Why not give the flowers now? Why not let your peers know that you appreciate their talent and craft? So, you know, the whole thing with Chris, it was like, Chris, like, dude, for us not to do something together would be ridiculous. Like, let's just let's just co-headline a New York run. We can let's just do an hour and an hour. It hasn't been done. Like, let's just do some dope shit. Chris is like, I'm fucking down. And when I did it, I knew Dave would pop up. At one, it would be between Garden and Barclays. And Dave was like, I'm coming. I got to get on the stage. I got to fuck with y'all. And that was the whole vision behind it. Like, I wanted this all to be on stage. But for Chris and, you know, what he was going through at the time, for us to come up and lift our brother up at that time, you know, and in, in the time of dark to show him that light, it all just made sense. It, it made sense and it ended up, it ended up being so much more than, than what we expected it to. Bro, y'all was like invincible up there. So, Back to the, the the actual time, the run of the time. So this motherfucker is crawling up the stairs. The garden is going crazy. Like from everybody sitting down wondering what's going on to standing on their feet losing their shit. You know what I mean? And this motherfucker proceeds to do like 20 minutes. I'm yeah. like, oh shit, all right, cool. Lied to us too. Told us he he said, I ain't really got nothing, man. Motherfucker yeah, had a course. tight 20. He had uh, a tight uh, 20. Always. <laughs> <laughs> always a tight 20. So <laughs> He gave, you know, he went up there and killed it. We was like, wow, this we're witnessing history right now. We, we thought we was already witnessing history just coming to see y'all too. Then this motherfucker wants to blow it up like, damn. So then Chris comes up. Chris goes in for an hour and a half damn near. You know what I mean? Like, we went in. He did an hour and 18 minutes. Exactly. Went in. And everybody stood up for that. Man, what? Going crazy for him before and when he finished. And then here comes this motherfucking rock star. Just when you think you've seen rock stars, bro, when your ass came out with that fucking bat, motherfucker, everybody knew like, oh yeah, like this is the Kevin Hart show. You know what I'm saying? Like in case y'all fucking forgot. And then your ass went in for an hour and a half. Motherfuckers 
left there like they had been dancing all night. I saw it. They sweated out there in fucking styles and shit. That shit was crazy. It was truly my, it was my best night in stand-up. It had to be incredible. I couldn't have imagined anything, anything more. Like that, it was, it was the best night and stand up. And, you know, I can only hope that it sets a precedent um, for a lot of us in our culture to just celebrate one another, highlight one another, and find ways to make history together. We don't do it enough. We don't. Man. We don't do we it don't enough. We don't because, you know, the business and people's reps getting in between people and shit like that. But it takes brothers like you to set, set the example, man. Like, good news is that example has been set. So if you ain't trying to do some shit, you front. This is a question. Yeah. I got a question for your ass. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a this is a heat seeker. <laughs> if you could, right? Mm-hmm. If you could put together your all star cast of SNL. Yes, they did the was it the fortieth or fiftieth anniversary? What, what was that? Was it the fiftieth? Uh, the fortieth. Fortieth. Fortieth anniversary. Yeah. Okay, they did the anniversary. That was great, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody knows there's so many um, amazing cast members that have touched the surface of SNL, went on to have careers. But if you could put your all-star cast together, and this all-star cast is only going to do six sketches. It's just an episode. Okay, the cast exists of eight members, yourself included. You're not excluded. You can't go excluded me or not. Give me your other seven cast members of all time on SNL that if you could say you want to get down with, you would get down with. All right. Eddie. One. Sandler. Two. Farrell. Three. Shit, man. I mean, fuck, man. Can I have two for this next one? I got, it depends on the two. I may chop it down after I hear the names. Because I want, I want Ackroyd and I want Tracy Morgan. And then I'm going to get oh. into the ladies. No, you can have one. Fuck. You can only have one. Right, I'm, I'm going with Tracy then. Tracy. It's tough. And then Maya Gilda. And how many is that? You had six. Yeah, one more. I'm at six. I'm only I got because I'm I'm in it too. Yeah, you got two. So you got one more. And one more. Wow, there's been a lot, man. That's tough. I mean, I got a special place in my heart for Cecily, man. I think she's just a fucking beast. I'm I'm going with Cecily. Oh, I'm not mad. I think they all know how I feel. I'm not mad at that. By the way, I'm not mad at that list. I just have this special place for mm-hmm. her mind. I think like she's one of the like most incredible, like quick improvers, but just funniest in general kind of sense of humor people ever. I am not mad at that list in any way, shape, or form. I think that I think that you check the box of of a lot of versatility with that group, right? Um, my list, and I thought about it, I've given it a lot of thought. You know, because of the success that has come after the show, it changes like what you think your list would be because of the creative that you could get from that six, right? Like that, that all-star thing. Like I wish each cast member could pick their all-star cast and there's a special that could be just, you know, it's a thing. This all-star thing is only presented from set time to set time. Um, and you would get such a different variety. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough because you you're picking all stars from all stars. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So like I would take them all, honestly. Like anybody that's run the gauntlet of that place and had either fun with it or some success with it, 
they are an outputter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't believe I had to leave off the Chris Farley's of the world or, you know, the Catans of the world and shit like that. Dana Carvey's and the Myers and the, you know. The, I mean, when you're talking about this list, you have to. Yeah, these are the people that I guess I would want to be around. I don't know. What is your relationship with Lauren like, man? Because it seems, it seems that there's a high level of respect, loyalty, understanding. I mean, you've been able to step outside the show, do other things, come back to the show. There's never been a conflict of interest. There's never been a, you know, um, uh, uh, well, you can't do that in this. Like there's, right. you, you seem to have always positioned yourself um, in a space where you've just been able to be creative and tap into the boxes of what you want to do. Are you and Lauren extremely close and do you have the creative decisions that allow you to do that? Yeah, I mean, we're as close as, you know, our boss and an employee can be. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I would consider him definitely one of my go-to mentors. Like, if I got, like, a real issue, then, like, yeah, I would hit him up because he's seen and, you know, been through all the shit that I'm probably ever could possibly be going through as well, just as a human being, you know what I mean? At the age that he's in and the connections Mm -hmm. he has. So like, yeah, he's always kind of there if you need him kind of a a presence, you know what I'm saying? And respect wise, I have the utmost respect. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of our generation does that works on the show. Now, a lot of us were born after the start of it or whatever. So a lot of us are approaching it as fans, you know what I mean? And not necessarily what can it do for me type shit. Like, that's always the hope, mm-hmm. but it's not that competitive spirit amongst each other. It's just about doing for the show. And then, you know, we cemented in stone now because, like, my star is right next to his on fucking Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is crazy. So huge. So huge, man. Such a big moment for you. That's a, I think it's a real reflection of, of how our relationship is. He's kind of just there. He's over my shoulder. But like, if I need him or if I need to run something by him or if he's you know, looking over my shoulder and doesn't approve of something or whatever, or think something is lame. Like he'll let you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's on you if you take it personally or like he's coming at you in a certain kind of way or whatever, I think. And that's how he approaches his relationship. I think he gauges how you respond to like certain harshnesses, if you will. Cause sometimes he'll be like, right before you go out to do your most stressful shit on the show, he'll be like, you know, this should be good, right? And you'll be like, oh shit, is it, has it not been good up to this point? Oh. Oh, is it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, God, it's ass. Yeah, I thought, I thought you said, told me it's ass. Six days worth. I've been practicing this year. I've been laughing. <laughs> I, would tell you, I would tell you the story about Lauren uh, and me with the monologue. Mm-hmm. We were going back and forth about a monologue. Mm-hmm. So Lauren wanted me to do stand-up for my monologue. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lauren, I'm not doing none of my jokes. Right. I'm not burning my jokes on SNL. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a story. And in that story, I'll put some punchlines in it. But I'm not doing my stand-up. Mm-hmm. He's like, hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh-huh. okay. So we do like, you know, the rehearsals or whatever. And, you know, when we're doing like the run through the table, I'm never doing the story. Right. I'm like, you know, we're just saying like Kevin's monologue is whatever, right, right, but right. I never do it. Right. So at the run through, I do it. And like, it story falls flat. It's like, <laughs> he's like, oh shit, I need jokes. Yeah. Listen, the story was ass. Keenan. What was, it was what was the story? <laughs> oh God, it was, it was so bad. It was like a story about me. I was I was kind of like come up with the like like see New York. Let me tell you why. You know my time in New York. It's like one of those like when I come to the city, it's always crazy for me. You know <laughs> So I get done and like we do the full run through and I remember I'm like getting dressed on one of them. I just hear popcorn behind me. Uh-huh. I, I hear somebody 
So how'd that go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I turned around. Lauren standing behind me. So are you gonna are you gonna keep that? Yeah. Are you gonna I said no, I'm gonna probably do some jokes, man. I'm probably throw some jokes in here. You know what? <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I thought about it. I mean, I thought about it. Not that you had to make yeah. me think. I, yeah, I personally, you don't think you have right. shit to do with it. You have nothing to do. Because I'm a creator, right? All right, I'm a creator. You understand so me? I just figured I will. I will adjust and adapt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You back. You back the fuck up because you're too close. Back your ass up, <laughs> motherfucker. Stare me dead in the eye after a fresh story bombing. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You gonna keep that? You gonna change it? Hey, listen, yeah. I, I heard what it I heard what it did. <laughs> you ain't got to do that. I was I was there. I was listening. I heard exactly what it did. So yeah, I'm gonna adjust it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, true story. Took a hot, took a hot smashy bomb into one of the stories. But I, I can say but that. But that's a step-up moment. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's Absolutely. a moment where you, you can either collapse and, and start pointing fingers, or you can like really go to bat and and do what needs to be done type shit, right? But the process in SNL, if you embrace it correctly, you're going to have a good time, right? Like even, even if the sketches aren't to the best of your liking, if you embrace it, it's never yeah. going to be bad for you. It's about it's about if you don't embrace it or you got some pushback and you feel like and you're going and everything with a reservation. If you say fuck it, balls to the walls, I'm a I'm a love the process with y'all and I'm gonna give it all a hundred percent. I've always been that talent. I've always been the guy to come there and whatever y'all throw at me, I'm gonna give it a thousand percent so y'all know that Kev didn't tank nobody's shit. I'm giving everybody opportunity. A thousand percent. I mean, but you would you would expect that from from you because you do that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you 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 big energy in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was watching the fucking the, the, the end of days. What was the, the shit with Seth Rogen and them? Uh, 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 the, uh, the end. Yeah, the end. The end. Yeah, fucking hilarious. Just you and Jason Siegel. Just just you laughing at Jason Siegel. You know what I mean? Like that's only Kevin doing that. You know what I mean? Like that shit wasn't that funny what he was saying. But yeah. it, you, you wanted to respond to it like that, like that's what makes us laugh at you and, and love your talent and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but people should pay attention to like the Daniel Craig's and the people that you don't expect it from. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. that motherfucker mm. came in there and was willing to do anything. And when I tell you, we had him up at eight o'clock in the morning doing that Lion King uh the Nas upon you He was trying to like listen to that shit and figure out the words and how to do it. And then like if he could do it in his register and blowing his voice out and like he was giving it several takes worth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On a Friday yeah. morning, like, bro, that, that kind of participation, he had a great show every time. Who else blew you away? Give me give me some of the other guests that blew you away. Lizzo, Lizzo destroyed it, destroyed it. Lizzo was very good. Destroyed it. Um, like blew me away. It's yeah, it's usually the the actors that kind of come through and like, oh, uh, what's her name? The lady from uh she plays fucking, she was just capable of doing everything. All right, so this is a tough way to find out who this is. But in the opening scene of I Am Legend, she was the doctor on the news that talked about they found a cure for cancer. Oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, I got it. How the fuck am I? I don't know who was the doctor <laughs> of the news. What was that? She was in this news okay, clip. Right. There was this tiny it's little screen. I don't know. So, we, so y'all got to do y'all research okay. now. Okay. Remember I Am Legend? Um, so remember that part? She was incredible. Remember the commercial? Yeah. Remember the commercial? Right before the movie right, started? Right there, right. That's, so it's not really in the movie. She, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Thank there you. you go. Emma, what producers we had? She was incredible. Was, she was just so versatile. Like she went from playing... 
you know, the the person, the one of the the clock mama in Beauty and the Beast to like, you know, a corporate lady. I, she was just all over the gambit, man. Yeah, I remember y'all would throw characters at me, and I would just be honest. Yeah, guys, I'm not gonna be good at this, but I'm gonna try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ain't here. Y'all want to exit? Yeah, I'll, I'll go the ahead. The greatest was it. Was it the first time you hosted when you locked in on that rapper at the end? Oh my god! The pew pew yes, pew, pew, pew pew. That was the first one. Everybody <laughs> pew pew. That one. That sketch. That I'm gonna fun. tell you my my three favorite <laughs> sketches. When we on the corner and and we talking about, about the, the Brooklyn man, boys. Man, Brooklyn man, boys was incredible. Listen, Shout out to Michael Che. Michael Che. Me. That was Michael early. Che. Michael Che. We on the yeah. corner and we talking about the dog walking, but it's us speaking like real niggas. Oh my god, that one! Uh, no, man. Another Try Michael Chang. Like by, no by the way, by the way, you ain't got no bitches. Shit, oh, ain't got no bitches. Try to play me out like I ain't got come no bitches. I got bitches. I got bitches. <laughs> how, many, how many bitches you got? Come on, I got a lot of bitches. I had a lot of bitches. Come on, we don't even know. Come on, now. yeah. Come on, now. holding all of holding all the dogs. Come on, mugging. <laughs> hey, if y'all Google this sketch, just Google Brooklyn Boys, um, Keenan, Kevin, Michael Che, we're on the corner and we're speaking, uh, you know, we're speaking like some some hood niggas on the corner talking. You would assume they were talking about drugs, women, etc. But yeah. I got a dog walking business that I just started yeah. and, and the dogs were referring to as bitches. And it's a great reveal, but you have to watch it. I'll say that one. Gentrification. Yeah. In the, uh, and the, the the Batman. That's another Che one. Oh, Bro. my God. The Batman. First of all, why was it the most cold day on the planet ever? Oh, it was the fucking coldest day in New York. Coldest day ever. And y'all motherfuckers was in tights. I felt, I was in a full cop uniform, so I was cold. You know what I'm saying? What's this? But What's this? That shit, man, Chris was killing that shit, man. Like Chris, Chris is so unbelievable in the sketch when he's on the side. First year. He's like, what do you mean? He's Earlier. like, what do you mean? I sleep in this room. In a hey, wait a minute. Bed, right? Wait a minute now. He ain't what he's trying to say. Your ass trying to explain shit? The fucking best. The fucking best. And what is that's this? No, that, that, no. I need that. That's for my YouTube. <laughs> that's my YouTube. That's that's his imaginary desk. Help some fake crime. <laughs> wait a minute. Now, wait a second. That's shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, shut yeah. Up. Captain Shadow say, and Cardinal. Yeah, thing. that shit was yeah. fucking fantastic. Captain don't Shadow. Don't say another thing. Just shut up. Uh, I don't need to say anything. What is it? You, you should know. You should know me. I'm one of the, I'm one of the crime fighters. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. That's, man. Uh, Oh, Fuck, yeah, man. the shit with you, the guy with the horses that was scared of the horses. Oh, my God. Uh, Steve Harvey. Clipping motherfucker that, was- <laughs> <laughs> that was Steve Harvey. Uh, I don't trust it. I think the point is, if you just embrace it, you'll have a good time. Like, you see how Absolutely. we laughing, remembering this shit? Oh, my- Imagine doing it. But this is what we do. What, what I love about you, too, is we, we go into the bits. You know, there's the there's the, the 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 individuals that just understand the world of bit entry, where you don't have to introduce Bro. the bit. You go into the bit, you just stay in a bit for a little while, you get out the bit. You're one of the best. You know the main person I I learned that from Ooh. JB fucking smooth. Oh my god, oh. that motherfucker will go into a bit head first and do the whole bit every time. Shout out to JB Smooth. Shout out to JB fucking Smooth. JB came to the show. He said, "You motherfuckers, let me let me let me let me, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me, listen to me. Look at me. Come yeah. here. No, look at me. No, no, no. I need you. To, I need you to get. I need you to look at my motherfucking nose. Look at my motherfucking <laughs> nose. So you see, this my motherfucking nose not gonna move. I'm so goddamn serious. He keeps I'm fishing until he hooks up on you, and then he like, I got you, and then he stays on that thing. Ooh, 
Man, Shout God out to JB. Shout out to fucking JB. What what is next? What else do you want at this point? You are a vet in the game. I'm I'm mirroring exactly what you're doing, my brother. Like, like if I look at anybody that I want to be like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is you. You know what I mean? Like you are doing everything I want to do. Like put a lot of motherfuckers to work in a whole mm-hmm. bunch of different ways. You know what I'm saying? Like there it is. It's a beautiful thing. Honestly, you just summed it up so well because that's what it boils down to. Yeah. It's uh, at a certain point in my career, it's about the opportunities that we're bringing to other people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, when that conversation does present itself as to what are you most happy about, it's going to shift and it's not going to be about your personal accomplishments. It's going to be about the, the lives that you probably affected or, or had some significant change on. The people that you helped uh, amplify and progress in the space of entertainment, man. I, I am, dude, I'm just, I, I, I love you not just as a person, as a talent, but just as a, as a spirit, dude. Your, your, your energy has been nothing but fucking great over all the years that I've known you, man. And likewise, you're just one of the good guys. You're one of the guys that you love to see win. And when the announcement came of you getting your star uh, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and then they announced that they put it right next to Lauren, it's like, fuck yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the things like you goddamn right, man. Like it's, it's good to see our brother get his flowers. I love it when those announcements hit. I love it when, you know, they, they make the world aware of just what you mean to such an influence influential program um and the thing that acts as a staple of of like next level in our business and has been you just you're attached to that conversation and it's well deserved and i hope i hope the world continues to acknowledge you for as long as you choose to do it and for whatever other decisions you're making in the world of producing writing directing fucking acting if it's the one man show whatever it is man you're just a guy that should forever be supported because you do it right you do it right and you've done it right. Listen, listen here, young man. You do it right and you have done it right. <laughs> yeah, you understand what I'm saying. I mean, huh? you, 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 I don't you need to right. tell you that. You, you, sit, you sit down, listen to me. You've done it right. Uh, you understand? You understand what I'm saying now? Now, 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 now. What? 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 See? See? This, the, 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 Wait a second. No, 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 no. Hold on. Now, just listen. Listen to me. Sit down. Listen Sit down. Listen Sit down. Because I need you to hear this. Listen now. Listen to what, I'm your, put your hand what I'm down. saying. Put your hand down. <laughs> don't know that. Don't listen. Don't do that. Okay. Don't just hear me out. Okay. Because I'm. Because when I tell you this. You gonna go? You need to know it. And I'm gonna so, get to it. I'm gonna get to it. Well, just, you know, <laughs> don't, give me a second. Rush don't rush it. Don't rush. You know me. what I'm saying? Don't give me a second. Okay, this is serious. Look, this is serious. <laughs> give me that juice over yeah. before I take it. Let me take a sip. Okay, okay. Here. my mouth is dry. There you go. There's yeah. a juice. <laughs> yeah. Now once, oh, I, all right. once I now once I take once I take the sip. No, this ain't cold. Like, okay. Give me a cold. All right. Give me. <laughs> we got a cold. Uh, that that kind of shit I can do for. Years and that's years. what it's always been. It's been years of that already. You know what I'm saying? Which lets you know, like, it's not an effort. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, no. I can't like no get that kind of joy in an effort situation as far as like friendship is concerned. So I appreciate you, man. I really do. It's secondhand nature, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, my brother has a show that he's hosting, and guess what? That show is called. The Emmys. It's not just any show. It's a big show, man. It's uh, September 12th. It will be on NBC. And rightfully so, once again, man, uh, every time I see him attached to anything, it's not a shock. It's one where I go, you goddamn right. Well deserved. Um, One of the good guys in our business. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenan Thompson. This is Comedy Gold Mines, where we do what? 
get inside the minds of amazing comedians. And oh my God, what an amazing mind it was today. Brother, I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm here if you ever need me. And I mean that. You already know, man. I will be calling you probably tomorrow for some shit. Tomorrow. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Kev, with that being said, I'm going to send you. uh, You remember what you said yesterday, right? (laughs) (laughs) You got to look. Just look at at what I sent you. It's a statement. Just take a look. They talk about it. I hold. Why you take a look? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just, you know, look in there and and see what you're thinking. Just tell me what you're thinking. God damn, I got a show to do. Tonight, I know. Just real quick, real quick, if you don't mind. Real quick, I can just look at the. Give me. Tell oh, me what you think of. Can I ask you? Does do you have a pet peeve for anything that might throw off your mindset right before you go on stage, or does it not matter? Nothing matters. It doesn't matter. It's right? the most comfortable. Dude, I wish you would have told me that you were coming to the garden so you could have came backstage and yeah. seen how loose of an environment yeah. it was. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's such a ridiculous environment everybody's got a room Mm -hmm. with their setting in it chris is probably the most calm chris is like he needs quiet there's like some soft music chris got (laughs) candles my shit look like project x it's just kids running back there friends yeah people drinking shots playing cards people shoot dice we're doing a cypher we got a cypher going Dave shit is full of smoke. It's right. just three completely different environments, but then we all go in one room together uh, right before, right after, man. So, are, um, you know. Are you going to put it out? Me and Chris did a documentary uh, to cover that week, that night, everything. And, you know, right yeah. now, I'm just talking wait. to them about, you know, I want to do something bigger. So, we're, we're having conversations. Yeah, we're having going. conversations now. Keep going. My, my whole thing with, like, I always wanted Eddie to produce more things outside of Eddie. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because he was the original one with the widest reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he could have put Steve Harvey and, you know, the whole Kings of Comedy movement into a TV show or, or a movie or mm-hmm. something that rippled past just the movie type thing or whatever. So, yeah, keep that mindset, man, because that's what I want to see, man. Just everybody keep flexing. I promise you, you will. We are not done. We are nowhere near done. Uh, and neither are you. The world is going to get more doses, heavier doses. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's Comedy Gold Mines. Kenny Thompson, thank you again, brother. I love you. Gold Mines with Kevin Hart is a Sirius XM and Laugh Out Loud radio production. Executively produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, and Eric Weil. Additional production from Elise Ellis and engineered by Marcus Ham. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? Or just a horrible accident? 
That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.